0: Welcome to the Mr. Vincent Podcast, episode 123. I'm your host, Emmanuel Vincent, and I hope everybody's morning's off to a good start thus far. Uh, I know mine's just, but there's still a lot of time left in the day, but I want to make that thing go with the same. Uh, this episode does focus on an uh, instant reaction to game three of the NBA Finals between the Nuggets and Heat. Um, with the Nuggets uh, won and are now up 2-1 in the series, and what an epic performance by Nikola Jokic, can't stress that enough. Jamal Murray 2 was just spectacular, um, and now it seems as if the Heat are in a must-win situation uh, for Game uh, 4 on Friday. Um, I also did touch on the news that came out about Chris Paul uh, and the Phoenix Suns looking to waive him and what teams would be probably the best situation for him and what team i think you will most likely end up on if he in fact is waive and then last but not least i did touch on the latest regarding the john moran situation so we can actually get into this pod right now there it is So, Game three of the NBA Finals is in the books as the Nuggets defeat the Heat, 109-94. Um, take a two game to one lead in these Finals. Um, the story is about Jokic and Murray. Obviously, Yoke history was definitely made tonight. Uh, with Jokic um, being the first player in NBA Finals history to record a 30-point, 20-point, 10-assist game in the Finals. Um, his stats were... Um, 32, 21, and 10. Whereas um uh, Murray had ended up with 34, 10, and ten. This is the first time ever. Not in, not in not just finals history, not just playoff history, but in any game in the history of the NBA that two players from the same team recorded a thirty point triple double. Um that's what would happen tonight. Uh, which is mind blowing. I was shocked when I seen that stat. Um, these guys were exceptional tonight. Um, they went the distance. Joker's playing forty four minutes and very playing forty five. Um, so Mike Malone really wanted to like not let this um this moment squander. Uh, he wanted to take advantage of it and go up two one. Um, because a lot can change if they were to be down um two to one as opposed to being up two to one. So. I see why Coach Malone elected to play them heavy minutes tonight. But, hey, it's the finals, and sometimes that's that's what's required. Um, And Joker was just doing virtually whatever he wanted to. Um, There's really no answer to stop in his league. Um, I know that may seem like hyperbole to some. uh, And I know that people are hearing that throughout the media, especially over the last uh, few weeks. But there's really no weakness in this game. I mean, to make it shoot. The mid-range, he can, shoot, he can score on the block. He can shoot the three, and if you look into like forcing to be a passer and to take that chance and gamble and double team, he's so brilliant that he can make the right play and find and find the cutter um, for an easy basket or find a wide open three-point shooter. Um, there's essentially no flaws in his offensive bag. Right, um, he's just amazing and one of the all-time greats, and had an exceptional performance um, in Game Three. Um, Jamal Murray, um, he was, after having a, you would probably say a subpar game as opposed to um, what we've seen throughout well, um, the playoffs in game two, he came back and, and played with a different mindset. He was more aggressive uh, uh, right from the tip. Um, he was looking to score more. Um, him, him and Joker in that two-man action, it was great, um, as has been all series, all playoffs rather, and it's just going to show that it's just essentially – um, just too hard to guard them in the two-man game as their skill sets just complement each other so well. Um, that was evident um, in game three. So so we see that. Uh, Christian Brown, um, that was really a really great, great performance. Um, the Nuggets definitely needed that from him because uh, I know my belief is that in the finals, well, even in the playoffs in general, but particularly in the finals, you're going to need at least one game uh, from somebody that you're not really that, that's not really expected, not really on, on the on the report to come up big. And I think Christian Brown was definitely that tonight, scoring fifteen points and nineteen minutes off the bench. Um he was very active. He's his play from game two, um, just traveled over to game three essentially. He was he was playing hard, he didn't settle. He wasn't just standing in the corner, but when he seen Joker on the Joker at the foul line, um, he would, you know, cut to the basket instead of standing for the three. Um he would be found for easy buckets. Um he was he played good defense. Um he was just really aggressive, putting the ball on the floor, not settling for the jump shot as well too. Um he was just all over the place and that and they really, really needed that because of like Michael Porter Junior, um Bruce Brown and KCP didn't really give you much on of offense. I'm really, really disappointed with, with Michael Porter Jr. so far in these NBA finals. I don't know what's going on, but with uh, three games in, and he's really been lackluster, let's so say the least, averaging about uh, eight points, um, eight points on 25% shooting from the field, uh, 15% from three. Uh, that's that's um, it's not good. It's really, really bad, and I'm, which is why we we didn't really see him like that in the fourth quarter. Um, actually you know what I, I think they didn't play at all in the fourth quarter. Um but hey, Mike Malone had a um decision to make. He wasn't really producing at all, hasn't been producing to his standards at least, um, these all his, uh, this entire finals uh, so far. So he had to um, you know, um be uh relegated to the bench for the fourth quarter. So I wonder what's gonna happen in game four. Um hopefully he'll play better. He he's 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 due for a good game in these finals. He's too talented. So hopefully that three that three point shot will fall for him. If you're a Nuggets fan, you're praying. because um, they 'cause they're gonna cause I don't think it's realistic that you can rely on the likes of Christian Brown to duplicate um the performance that he had uh tonight. Miami. The Miami he um did lose um the battle. Um uh well, didn't lose the battle, but they are going to need to uh, be excellent from from the three point rate line um, in order to realis- to realistically have a chance of winning the series, and that was not the case. Uh, game three, as they only shot thirty one percent from three. Um, it kind of seemed like Jimmy Butler, uh, after having a, an exceptional first half, kind of um, kind of ran out of gas in the second half. Um, it looked like he wasn't getting, getting hit this his, as much favorable matchups as he was getting in the first half because. You know, they wanted to have him, um, rather Aaron Gordon, be the primary defender on um, Jimmy Butler, did the Nuggets. And they were constantly getting in pick and roll action and getting um, matchups like KCP or um, Jamal Murray um, on him, which made it a lot easier for him to score. And he was taking advantage of that. But the second half, it just seems like he wasn't really – I know that you you saw him more matched up uh, with Aaron Gordon more. But even still when he got his favorite matchups he didn't really seem to take aggressive it looks like he kinda of lost that aggression that he had in the first half. I don't know if he t- kicked in jar, or if he's just um neck um injuries he's, he's dealing with, but he wasn't really himself that he was in the first half. And I think that was um a big detriment to them. Um and they didn't really get too much um out of their others, the others supporting cast such as Max Struce, uh Gabe Vincent, um yeah, Caleb Martin, they were really uh, lackluster as well. And you would th- I would think that they would have a I would have thought coming into this game that one of those guys would virtually explode on offense. I uh, See how, is the game, how the series has shifted down to Miami. It's game three. one one—it's uh, Series tied 1-1 one, one, and they are essentially role players who tend to um, play better in front of their home ground. But that wasn't the case uh, tonight. Um, they were um lackluster and um, to, uh, to be to be nice. Um and they didn't come up um, when the team needed them the most. And this is probably this is probably um this is what concerned a lot of people, such as myself, in regards to the Miami Heat. Would they have enough? Um could they score enough against this high powered offense that is the Devin Nuggets? And if you look at tonight, um this is the evidence that we would use say they don't have enough to compete with them, which is why many people thought that Miami would um lose this series. Um, the Nuggets just have too much on on offense, and now are you going to get a thirty point, a thirty point um triple double game from Murray and Jokic going forward? Can you really can you realistically expect that to happen? No, but at the same time they they um. They, they're probably going to get more production from the likes of um, KCP and Michael Porter Jr. and uh, Bruce Brown certainly too. I think you can rely on that. That can kind of help balance out balance out um that. Balance out the fact that you can't get a triple-double, 30 points a 30-point triple-double from Jokic Jim Murray, but you can rely, but you can count on at least one of these guys others to step up and produce on the offense and, and so that can balance it out. But Miami, Um, they just like, you know, we, we talked about it at the game one, um, and it looked like it again, in game three, they just look very, um, they just look like they are too small to deal with the, uh, to deal with the nuggets. Um, they don't have the length, the size, the girth, um, across the board, there's just mismatches all over the court, essentially. Right. And it was funny, um. I was talking to uh what well, not talking to, I was watching the uh post game show on NBA TV and Kenny Smith uh made a good point about you know Nikola the is, is, is dominance in this series and virtually all playoffs, and he's saying that like Jokic might be uh, a driving factor in bringing back centers in the NBA like real centers um you know six like seven foot centers right not like not these guys are really powerful is masquerading as centers such as you know, Bam Adebayo but true centers to actually like to actually contest with him because the way he's looking right now you know, he's probably going to at this at the league looks like but the, the landscape of the league stays the same in terms of this this center um, ever that we have right now, um, it's going to be just too easy for, 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 for Um uh, You don't really have any. Most teams across the league don't really have a good option for him. Um, you know, to, to keep him off the glass, to keep him from getting d- deep into the paint and sailing the defenders to go up for an easy score. Um, so keep a look at that. I actually, I actually agree. I think that that can really, really happen. Um, so yeah, so Miami. Um, heading into game four there's no there's no way to think, there's no reason to think that this series is over um not not just yet but if they were to lose game four heading back to um Denver for a game five on monday then yeah i would say that this series is over but miami is is they are, they are they are used to this right they're used to people counting them out and used to being the underdog and used to used to to proving people wrong, the naysayers. Um, and they didn't have a chance to do that on um, game, in game five on Friday. But if they're gonna do that, they are really going to need a lot more help um, from their supporting cast, right? Strews, Vincent, um, Martin, they're gonna really they're gonna have to play better. Um, they're gonna have to remember the reason um, the reason they've, they've gotten this far to this point when they were the eighth seed um, coming in to these playoffs, um, and then just remember what got them here, and just you, and just play with that mindset. And you know they should be fine, but they, they really got knocked out some three pointers. It's it was really really bad. Um, and you're gonna probably need you're gonna need a lot more from Jimmy. Even though Jimmy did finish with twenty eight points, um, and did shoot eleven from twenty four for the field, um, but Jimmy's gonna have to have a I, I think he's gonna have have a a book end game start to finish going to have an impact on the court on both sides of the ball that may be too much to ask um i don't know but i think that that's that's the only realistic way that they can um come back and win this series Um uh, bam again did score did um score over 20 points again in the series he scored at least 20 in all three games which um again i'm um think that, that would happen considering how he played in the Eastern Conference Finals the last three games. But then again, um, Boston has the better personnel um, to can, to deal with BAM um, as opposed to Denver. So you should always take that into consideration. BAM was good, 22 points. Uh, um, he had 17 rebounds as well uh, to go along with three assists. So BAM is just going to have to just be productive. Um, continue to be productive, can't be any slippage in this in this offensive game. Um, otherwise, they will most likely lose game three. Rather, game four, they to go home. Um, yeah. Um. And then Miami just has to like, you know, stay out of foul trouble too as well. Keep players like Gabe Vincent got into foul, even though a lot of those fouls were, Um, those first three were really knick-knack, could have went either way, or could have not been called at all. Um, I know that that, I know that that was frustrating to him. That's probably, that probably played a factor to his lack of the performance, not being able to stay in the game long enough to get in a rhythm, um, and, and get in and be productive for his team. But things happen sometimes, but you just gotta, um, play through that mental block. Um, so hopefully he won't find himself as very, as very likely that he'll find himself in those compromising positions, um, in, in a, in a consecutive game. Um, but Yeah. Um, they're really going to have to try to um, also try to essentially, you know, limit limit what the Joker does. I know it's a lot easier said than done. I can tell. But, I mean, what worked in game two is that the Nuggets were, um, rather the Heat were able to, you know, just let Joker go one-on-one, essentially um, not over-helping, over but, that allowed them to stay home on shooters for the most part, and let Joker go to work uh, and took away his passing threat. They should put. That's what we have that mentality going into Game Four, because um, you cause you can't give you can't give a great player of his caliber everything, and he basically got everything he he wanted tonight. Uh, it was it was an amazing performance, um, legendary I might say. I don't I don't know where where it ranks at. Um, of all time performances in the NBA Finals history, God, there's been way too many, but it gotta be up there when you record the first ever thirty point, um, twenty rebound, ten assist game in Finals history. Uh, you know, I, I'll leave that for all those sports shows uh, and debate shows in the morning. They can have fun with that and come up with the and say what, as to whether or not it's one of the greatest or if not in the top five greatest um performances in Finals history. You know, those are just so predictable, so I'm pretty sure that that's what they'll do this morning. <laughs> But not me. Um, yeah, so the so Miami Heat just gonna really have to just you know work on limiting the, the Joker um, to some extent at least um, if they're gonna win because I I think that they um, I think that they feel like they've um, they that they let one get away in game two um, after being unblemished at home um, they were very lackluster on defense and didn't do a good job at all, closing out on shooters, um, leaving too much space for those for the snipers on um, Miami Heat to hit down, to hit shots. Um, and obviously, Coach Malone called them out game, put them on blast, and rightfully so, and they answered um, the bell today um, with, you know, doing a complete 180. Being, um, being, atta- staying attached more to those shooters, um, not giving up open looks, um, playing with more aggressive, and more more aggressiveness or more aggression rather, and playing with more urgency on the defensive end, even though the Denver Nuggets aren't known to be a great defensive team by any means. They do have some very, very good to very good individual defenders. And at this point, it's the NBA Finals, it's all about, um, you know, effort who wants it more, right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like if you if you really want it, you're on the stage, um, playing for the ultimate prize in this in the sport. So you're gonna if you really if you really really want it, you're gonna do everything in your power, what it takes to win, including you know making an honest effort on defense. And I felt like that was their um, that's what they displayed tonight. So yeah, this series is it's, it's far from over. Um, I think unless Denver was to go on and win game four. Um, yeah. Then then it's essentially over. But it, it, it's not over yet. Miami could, could go back to the drawing board, expose a brilliant coach. He's gonna come up with with a game plan. Um he's gonna come up with a good playing plan. Probably gonna try, you know, implement that zone um in more in more spots. I would say to, in, in in spots more that he hasn't necessarily built the series to you no know, throw to Make an attempt to throw off Denver's offense. It's just uh, when the Joker um, logs in uh, forty-four minutes and is virtually all game. Right, um, it's going to be hard to, uh, to to combat that, even with that with that brilliant zone scheme that he has. Um, but we will see. All right. So um, coming up next on the pod, I am going to talk about the news that broke earlier about uh, being Chris Paul being weighed from the Phoenix Suns. It was announced today, earlier today, that the um Suns have elected to waive uh, point guard Chris Paul from the roster. Um, which has come into a shock from a lot of people. Um you just don't really hear um a player of Chris Paul's caliber associated with being waived but here we are. Um Chris Paul who had turned uh 38 last month is um about to enter his 19th NBA season. Now, I'm sure that um he um uh, well reports are saying that he wants to play for a contender and I'm sure that there will be plenty of contenders that will, will that would definitely like his services. Um but I'm sure it just has to be at a reasonable price cuz face it, at this stage of Chris Paul's career, um he is an in way near a a max player. Um, not not because of his skill and what he brings to the table. It's just because of, you know, the durability issue, his age. Um he's just not the same guy that he was at his at his peak, clearly. Well, which is understandable. He's 38 years old, about to be in year nineteen. Um but yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to see now how this plays out. Um again I was I was shocked. I was I was said, whoa and then send it to a bunch of my friends and uh, they were shocked as well too. Um I just have a feeling right now um uh, it just feels like it's, he's gonna be end up on the lakers um you know him and lebron are close friends um same high school um class um you know the, the banana Bull brothers some somebody um coined them um now me being a lakers fan um speaking as a fan i don't necessarily want to see that happen um chris paul um being on the lakers hey if it was like 2020 2012 when or i believe 2020, 2013, one of those two years when the lakers made that trade for him and uh, Davis starn vetoed the trade um that had me really really had me had me really really upset cuz i felt that chris paul would have at least been to the conference finals a long time um ago um prior to his first trip on august uh with the suns when they faced the nuggets he would have been made a conference finals had that not gotten beat on him and Kobe in the backcourt. I know a lot of people talked about that their skill sets aren't really aren't really compatible, the way they played, everything. And that they would have figured it out, trust me. Two, high, two highly competitive players, um, two great defenders at, at that time, too, as well. They would have figured it out, trust me. Um, Yeah, th- that pissed me off. I wasn't happy. I really want to see P3. Fast forward now in 2023, Uh, I don't know. Because Chris Paul just has a, a history of just getting hurt at the right time, especially now um, at this point in his career. I mean, we've seen it this year when he had the hamstring injury, was forced him to miss, I believe, the last four games of the series. Um, I guess the Nuggets, uh, three or four, I believe, he missed. But, yeah. And 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 that just put them in a compromised position, too, as well. Forced to... The, forced the, um, Go to that bench more was Martin Williams because he was really like limiting the um the minutes of the of the bench, um players. But he had no other choice once Chris Paul went down, and we seen how that series ended in that game just when they got blown out in, in Phoenix. Um. So yeah, I mean now, if Chris, is Chris Paul taking vet minimum? I would I would think that's most likely. But still, I mean I don't, don't know like if Chris Paul? If you can really well, you can't rely on Chris Paul to be there uh For you um late in late may early june because um, we we just seen that history he has a, he has a rap sheet of that, especially him um at this point of his career uh but I guess you could counter it saying, hey, but you know if he goes to a team that's a contender, they can kind of um, you know load manage throughout the season they're not' cause they're not gonna really need him for the season but rather for the postseason, so you can preserve his body um you know reduce his minutes. And then have him play in in the postseason, but at the same, but um, or even you can probably you know reduce his minutes in the postseason until this until we get deeper and and, and and deeper, then you can uh you know increase his minutes, but at the same time I don't even know if Chris Paul wants to be in that role. Like for example, with the Lakers, I I know that he was um, there was talked about him going to the Lakers a couple of years ago. Potential in a potential trade, um, and you know, reports came out that he didn't really want to just like he didn't want to be like a a bandwagon jumper, you know, and try to like you know win his win a ring like relatively easy by like by jumping the bandwagon. Um, maybe he doesn't have that same mindset anymore. Um, Daniel, like two like two years removed from, from, from that, uh, maybe he does, uh, but yeah. I'm not. I wouldn't be too good about CP3. If he came in at, at, at a reasonable price, I, I guess. But it's just, hey, you already got you got LeBron who's gonna miss you, gonna miss about well, who's only gonna right now is about a 50, 55 game player in a season at this point of his career. You have Anthony Davis who's already injury prone, so he probably misses the good twenty to twenty five games um in the season. And CP3 at this point of his career with all these nagging injuries that occur. Um, throughout the season for him. Uh, yeah, I don't think that that's the right way for the Lakers to go, but I just have a feeling that he will end up with the Lake show, is my uh, opinion. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe Boston listened to him. Um, you know, Boston's uh, had, had trouble um, the last two post-seasons with executing down in the clutch um, with a lack of a tr- the true point guard. Um, and Chris Paul would definitely be somebody who could help stabilize that offense, especially down the clutch. Um he has that the capability to do that. Um and then you know, you can probably and then you can probably have and then you'll have obviously Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown off the ball more, um, which would be beneficial to their offense as well. Um, so that's so that the, so that that can be a good fit. Um, can't really think of any other team. Oh, even if Miami doesn't get through this series, I think Miami would love to have him. Um you know, and that would probably be do wonders for CP three, because that would because they'll probably be in the best shape that he's been since he's been in the advanced stages of, of his career. Uh, you know, my my name is notorious for you know having their players be in peak condition, and I think that would be benefit. So that would be beneficial to CP three. Um, this is gonna be inter- interesting to see um how this plays out, um, and so Chris Paul is um, so. As a result of this being waived, um, this the Suns will take on his fifteen million year um, salary, um, and he's old for the 2023-2024 season, um, so that's interesting as to as interesting to as well, um, so I don't know what the Suns um I don't, don't think they have any they have much wiggle room right now, um, to make any significant, significant moves because they are strapped for cash, um. Um, now I know DeAndre or DeAndre Ayton rather is going to be, uh, I, I they're definitely going to trade him too as well. Um, cause you know, they've been talking about that, uh, for a while and he seemed like he seemed to be unhappy, uh, with his role, um, especially in the poses and that was, um, visible. So we're going to see, um, we're going to see like where he ends up at and what pieces sons get in return for him. Um, remember he could have walked out, um, the Suns could have let him walk last year to the Pacers, but they matched the uh, the offer sheet, uh, which is smart because they would have lost him for nothing last season if they didn't match the offer sheet. But now they can they will get something in return. Uh, as he'll have to be traded um, to see his way out of Phoenix. So um, I don't really know what the market's like for DeAndre Ayton. I haven't really looked into that yet, um, but uh, hey, he he can give you eighteen and ten on any given night. Um, you have some value if you're able to do that, but they're going to have to do a, a good job of filling all this roster around on um, KD&D book. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. All right. So next up, uh, my thoughts on the situation regarding Ja Morant. All right, so in regards to the John Morant situation, on The Breakfast Club today, it was reported by host Claudia Jordan that Morant's camp insists that the gun John Morant was flashing and the IG video was in fact fake. And it was also reported that Commissioner Adam Silver still intends to hit Morant with a lengthy suspension regardless. Um, I'm not going to get into whether I think the gun is fake or not. Um, And in regards to the suspension, um, I'm happy that Adam Silver did not make an announcement yet uh, regarding the, late, the, uh, the amount of games that we'll miss for the 2023-2024 season because the NBA Finals are, go- are going on, and he doesn't want to take away from that. Um, classy, classy. Good move by Adam Silver because, I mean, we already have LeBron still the headline, so no need to go any further. But, um, now... Do I think that Morant needs to be suspended all the 2023-2024 season? Or even half of the 2023-2024 season? Absolutely not. I'm more of the ballpark of 25-30 to games. That's good enough, right? Um, However, if Adam Silver decided to suspend Morant for half of the season, I wouldn't complain a bit. I felt like, uh, because this is the second offense, he already got caught um, flashing a gun on IG live. Right, and when he came, when they came up with that eight game suspension um, that was ridiculous to me because first of all, it was really more like five games because he already missed three games, so they just tapped on an additional five and said, "Hey, eight game suspension." Right? Then he had to sit down with Jalen Rose uh, after going um, to some rehab, after spending a week at some rehab facility in Florida. Um, to me, it just looked like a publicity stunt uh, in which Abilson was just very, being very very lenient and they'll just wish that moran never found himself in that position again uh, but in, but in fact he did find himself in that position again and people uh, people who were just trying to make excuses for moran um, saying uh, oh my god he didn't break any crimes he he's a tennessee resident in which um it's an open carry state you know you don't, you don't need a license to carry a gun i mean we don't even know if that video was actually taken in tennessee at least to my knowledge because i didn't see that being reported um But regardless, even if it was taken in Tennessee, um, even if it's not illegal, John Moran is an employee of the National Basketball Association. The National Basketball Association is a business. And businesses, organizations, they're very brand conscious. And they don't want anything associated with them that can be detrimental to their product. John Moran, flashing a gun carelessly on Instagram Live is detrimental to our product it puts a public perception out there they don't want that i don't think that's really hard to comprehend that's just me okay so John moran is an amazing amazing player right he is an electrifying talent jaw-dropping plays on a nightly basis he plays hard He, he just comes up as being a nice guy right um he has a deal with Nike in which his sneakers that recently came out sold out within minutes on the sneakers app, which, which goes to show you the star power that he has doing that. Um, he had a deal with Powerade, who was one of the first um, athletes, I believe in particular NBA athletes, who had a deal with Powerade in about seven to eight years, I think, I want to say. I could be wrong. Um, but still, like, he has the star power. These companies are aware of that. They see what's going on. Um, so... Now that he finds himself in this position, he's potentially, you know, getting that all taken away from him. And I'm not going to be one that's going to like kind of, you know, kill John Morant like I've seen so many people do. John Morant's young, right? I believe he's 22 years old. I I could be wrong, um, but I'll so fact check that right now. But if he yeah. is that age, I mean, come on, how many of us um, at 22 had life figured out? Okay, suggestively 23 years old. How many of us at 23 years old? had life figured out. Um, We've all made some bad mistakes at 23 years of age. A lot of us still make mistakes years later. I know I do. Um, But at the same time, I'm not making mistakes that's going to cost me millions or, you know, uh, take away from my family potentially having generational wealth or even changing the lives of of those in my inner circle around me for the better. Um, So... I just think that John Morant really has to do a better job of, um, you know, just being more conscious conscious of what he's doing, uh, realizing that he is a fa- uh, uh, he is an NBA superstar, um, he is a notable individual, um, and that anything he does um, can be potentially detrimental uh, to his career. So he has to be more, um, you know, just ha- be more conscious of that, and just. Keep people around him that's going to want the best for him, right? That wouldn't put him in those positions uh, of, you know, doing something so carelessly and and, and so, so, I don't know, so juvenile that he would be, you know, find himself in the same situation again after getting off relatively easy. And he is very, 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 very lucky that Adam Silver is the commissioner and not David Stern um, because David Stern, he was a no-nonsense commissioner. Very, very, very strict. Came down hard on players. Uh, Most notably, we can say during his tenure, I would say it would be the Mouse in the Palace. Um, uh, um, Because the Mouse in the Palace happened early on in the 2004 2005 season. And our test, uh, now Metal World Peace, got suspended from the win right the remainder of the season while others got hit with like 70 65 game suspension if I remember correctly we don't have that um, here in front of me uh, but that just goes to show you that uh, commissioner, uh, commissioner Stern did not play around he was very very strict and he, he was just a no-nonsense commissioner now you have Adam Silver on the other hand who's like the complete opposite at least how he's perceived by the public he comes off to be or player-friendly uh, player commissioner in this player empowerment era, and that has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, I'd say, even though I think that the way that he's portrayed in the public isn't necessarily the way he works behind doors. Actually, I would bet that the way that he is portrayed in the public is not the way he operates behind doors. Because I don't think that he would be a, a really, a really, really good commissioner if that was in fact the case. But now he's placed in a tough position because he's going to have to be very, very strict uh, with John Morant. Because John Morant did tell him the first time um, when they met um, after the first incident with him flashing a gun on IG Live. Um, that, you know, he was aware of his action and then essentially this won't happen again. Adam Silver took his word for it, you know, again, he got the 8-gain suspension, which is really more like 5, and shortly thereafter, Morant's on IG again, uh, flashing a gun. Um, so, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty unfortunate, but, yeah, he's gonna have to come down hard on him. Again, I don't think it should be, it definitely shouldn't be, um, 82-gain suspension. I don't even think that it should be if half of that was, was like, uh, a 41 game suspension. Um, but if it came down to that, he spent the up to 41 games, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't feel bad for Moran at all. I'm just more that, I'm just more in the camp that it should be a 25-30 game suspension, which probably that should have been what happened in the first place. Um, but, you know, he dropped the ball, so I don't think that he should go to the extreme, Adam Silver that is, it's because he dropped the ball initially. He shouldn't go to the extreme now on um, more 25 30 games um, but yeah I, everything we do in life i think um happens for a reason um, we can either learn from it or we can continue to do the same things and i really really hope and i do think that moran's gonna learn um for from this because he is just he is a generational talent um, you can't stress that enough um, and he has the position he, he has the power to like really do a lot of things in this world Um, that would be beneficial to those around him, even though that he doesn't even know. People who just, kids who just admire him who look up to him simply for just how talented he is on the basketball court. Like, that is like, that is a dream to so many people in this country. Like, John Morant is essentially living the American dream that so many of us only wish to obtain, right? So he has to do, so he has to realize that and do whatever he can to help keep the, keep that dream alive, um, and to keep it alive, I think for, for generations within his family. Um, so, um, I, I think that um, he is going to have to, you know, just uh, just change his ways and be more conscious. As I mentioned earlier, um, keep those around that that want good from him. Maybe even get mentored by by certain players in the NBA, uh, past or, or present, right now. Um, I don't know if he has. Um, I don't know I mean not to say that um, anybody is obligated to to take him on to, to um, take on the role of being his mentor but it wouldn't be hard. it wouldn't hurt to you know to see if that can be possible I think a player who comes to mind LeBron James um, LeBron James uh, I said uh, um, for all that he's done within his illustrious career uh, would help what I am ama- what I'm am amazed at not not necessarily the most but I'm really amazed at is the fact that but him having all that hype coming into the NBA, he has really not had any, any, any scandals. I mean, what's the more that you can say about LeBron? Um, the decision, how he handled the decision of elected to leave Cleveland for South Beach, um, that is, that's really nothing um, compared to a lot of players what We've seen skin you know, that a lot of players have been involved in, right? Um, LeBron, I, I, I felt like LeBron is just like he is just a genius at how he handles himself, how he conducts himself with the media, off the basketball court. Um, with his, a lot of this philanthropic work is amazing. I think that that would be a, somebody who would be great for John Moran. I don't know their relationship or how, how close they are, or or even if they have a relationship at all, but I think that that would be great. Another player, I think, who um, Another player who I think would be a great mentor uh, for John Morant um, from the past would be AI, the great Allen Iverson. Um, I don't think that they necessarily have the same, that their games marry each other, but you know, they're both relatively like small players in a giant, a gigantic league, but they're both they're both amazing talent. I mean, Allen Iverson was one of the best players of all time, first battle hall of famer. Um, AI pound for pound, you know, just put on a show every night played with played with amazing energy never cheated the game um say what you want about him but he was there he came he did his job um and i think that they i think that they both like you know ai had a rough upbringing upbringing rather um had some issues with you know keeping it real with those that he grew up with and you know making that transition to being a public figure um as he was an NBA player so I think that AI could possibly be somebody that he can lean on to as well um, that's just my uh, opinion but again I don't know if they're even if they even have a relationship at all but I mean I think that that will be good for John Morant too man um yeah so Morant just gotta you know I mean this is not the end for John Morant um you could say it's just the beginning um I think that stories um stories have so many twists and turns um but but it's all about the destination and where you end up at, and he has a long way to go, um, you know. But you just gotta you know be be conscious of who he elects to keep around him. And I know that could be hard because you don't you don't want to come off as being one who um, who who's quote unquote chained, who you know had a particular set of people in your circle prior to being a national basketball. Uh, Association player to transitioning to being in the National Basketball Association, you don't want to give up the person that you changed or you know you, you, that you sold out, um, that, that that you're not the same person you was originally. But in reality, you change, right? We, we all we all change we go through changes in different phases of our lives a lot of times it's for the better honestly right i think for john morin he's definitely changed for the better being in the position that he's in right now so he can't squander this um just to you know just to show people that he came up with that he is in fact still true to who he used to be um so I, I know, know, know that I know that's a thing that's really that's discussed a lot in the black in the black culture. Uh, I, I can go on all day. I can do a whole part about that if I really wanted to, but I'm not going to deep dive into that right now. Um, but yeah, John Morant, I think he will be fine. Again, 25, 30 games um, is enough for me. Um, hey, um, Adam Silver got it wrong the first time. No need to go overboard in the second instance. this episode thank you guys for checking this episode out and be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already because you can find this pod just about everywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts at yes that of course that includes spotify apple podcast and other platforms as well uh be feel free rather to keep up with me on social media instagram and twitter at mr vincent 13 you can also like my facebook fan page as well emmanuel vincent um so That's all I have for now. I will be putting out a reaction to game four. So look out for that. I would say Saturday morning, early Saturday afternoon. Until next time, y'all have a great rest of your day. Stay blessed. Take care.